Patriots, I, uh, you know, I, I, I've been sickened over the last few days. I have uh, read million reports. I've seen videos that have absolutely just made me sick to my stomach. I've, uh, I, I just, I'm at a loss for words for the amount of anti-Semitism that we see in our country. Uh, it's just amazing to me that uh, colleges and universities across this nation have a big portion of their student body that support these actions and will not condemn the actions by Hamas. So uh, it's very disturbing. And as we cast our gaze upon the ancient and embattled lands of the Middle East, a recurring theme has emerged in the mist of history into a glaring light of today, right? The perpetual conflict between Israel and Hamas that many believe that for the dream of enduring peace to become a reality, the threat posed by Hamas must be addressed conclusively by Israel. Hamas is labeled by some as a source of terror and disruption and stands for the formidable barrier of stability in the region in Israel as a nation that yearns for peace and security for its people finds itself at a crossroads. The questions linger, can a lasting peace ever be achieved without consistently, uh, excuse me, divisively handling groups like Hamas? And the answer is an absolutely and unequivocally no. Absolutely not. They cannot. There cannot be any peace in that region as long as Hamas Hamas exists. And Iran now issuing statements against the United States and anyone that would take unilateral, unilateral actions against them as a result for their role in this. Um, it's, it's really disturbing now that they actually see the United States is being uh, weakened, uh, very weakened. So much so, that, I mean, listen to the statements made by people in their own uh, Sorry, the, the information in their state just... department. I'm going to play a clip for you, and um, I mean, you can see for yourself exactly what, what they actually think of us right now in this state of things. And this goes to speak directly to the strength or lack thereof of our current leadership. He is... Uh, he is absolutely to blame. I lay this at the feet of Joe Biden and his enabling of the region. Remember, Trump stopped all of the funding uh, to the Palestinians. He made sure they didn't. What did, what did Biden do? By undoing all the Trump era policies and paying ransom money, he had a big part to play in what happened. Say you not, this is absolutely true because these people don't feel threatened by Joe Biden. They feel no, uh, they, they don't feel as if, uh, you know, that he is a threat to them, nor will he act on anything uh, against them. He won't, he won't send troops in there. He won't take any strong action. He's, he's a compromised leader. Like we keep telling you here over and over and over again, Joe Biden is a compromised leader. And that's a fact. That is not, uh, that is not hyperbole. 
we're, we're not saying that as a figure of speech or any of that. We literally believe that based on everything we know about uh, Joe Biden and his business dealings with people in uh, Romania, Ukraine, Russia, and China. So uh, listen to the statement made by the Iranians and then... You tell me if they think the United States is even a problem for them anymore. Listen. Following in as I speak to you, the Iran foreign ministry has said any foolish Israeli action against Iran will be met with a devastating response. We're already facing a war between Gaza and Israel, and now we're getting threats like that. Your response? Well, the Americans or American officials have been threatening Iran as well. And I think that the Americans know quite well that they've already bitten off more than they can chew in Ukraine, in East Asia with China. The United States and its allies are on the decline. They, they're not the powers that they were 30, 40 years ago. The Israeli regime is in no position to threaten Iran because the Israeli regime cannot even destroy the Palestinian people. But the United States, if it does something foolish, then it will be expelled from the region. This is what they think. Now, the obvious truth is the United States has been fighting with one arm tied behind its back for God knows how long. And Iran is nowhere near in the position to expel anyone from a region except for people in their region. However... I mean, you got to take a look at some months back, uh, a little over a year, I think, right around that time, Israel sent uh, a team in to um, assassinate one of their nuclear scientists in Iran. Prior to that, they bombed their nuclear facilities. And every time Israel has been attacked, it seems that other countries in the world at large go and beg Israel for a a ceasefire and peace and this sort of thing. This time, I I don't think Israel should give in to the pressure of peace, nor do I think that they need to adhere to any such legislation that would prevent them from protecting their people, which includes, in my opinion, going into the Gaza Strip where these uh, terrorists are holed up. And if the countries surrounding Israel that, uh, that would actually hold them to such a treaty when it's when it's detrimental to their existence as a nation and the safety of their people will have to also be seen as enemies as well unless they're actually helping in the war effort i think that is quite clear and it's time that the world at large get off of israel's back and allow them to do what should be done if any one of those countries were attacked in the same way that israel has been attacked Well, I think you can finish that sentence. I don't think it would be a far reach to think that Israel or any one of those nations should go in and neutralize the threat once and for all. Once and for all. You know, uh, I'm going to get into here in a little bit um, the uh, Harvard president, uh, as well as the student body, as well as the... um, same same situation happening in at Yale, and, and we're going to talk a bit about that briefly. I'm going to play a, a clip from Dershowitz who 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 addresses this. But I mean, it's it's a funny thing, right? I mean, I don't understand the left. Right? The left is is it has a a, a large Jewish um, constituency, 
a very large Jewish constituency. And here are the left being very pro-Palestine, right? You had Obama, who was a friend of the PLO, went to PLO dinners and such um, prior to or during his run for president. We know this for a fact. Pictures of him in there. I mean, dressed in Muslim garb, bowing to a king. Many problems that I could I I've seen his little tweet about him being disgusted and so forth. You know, I just I, I replied to his tweet and I just simply said, I mean, I mean, why are you acting more or less? Like we know you don't really give a damn. We we know you're a friend of the PLO. We know that you wanted Israel's uh to, to Israel to go back to the 67 borders in Gaza, which would have made about a nine miles wide strip of land, uh, you know, for the Israelis, which would have been indefensible because on both sides of that nine mile strip would have been people with rockets, right? So it would have made it would have made that whole uh, portion of the land of Israel completely inhabitable if they would have done that, which they already knew. Obama is no fan of Israel. Remember leaving Benjamin Netanyahu there for hours to wait while he kind of ghosted him while he was here. He was no friend to Israel at all. And I mean, it, let's let's talk about the conflict in the region, right? So. Let's just talk about where it all comes from, and I and I did this on the last podcast to a degree, but I wanna I wanna kind of fill in the blanks and and tell the actual history, the true history of why we know for a fact that the war that they're fighting because they believe they're the indigenous people of that region, as well as them saying that Israel or the Jewish people are not uh, the indigenous people of that region, we know it's not true. We know it's not true for a fact. Now, uh, I'm going to read something to you. Palestine is not thousands of years old. Sorry, you are wrong. Anyone who thinks that is wrong. Uh, Israel is about 3,000 years old, 75 years young. And this is not coming from a Jew, but I actually got this uh, from uh, a Muslim. This whole statement right here is from a Muslim man. And the prophets of God, whom he says, I believe, uh, were is Israelites, and a significant number of the prophets disseminated in their teaching of the land of Canaan, a land which Joshua Benon later renamed Israel, and King David proclaimed Jerusalem as the nation's capital. It wasn't Donald Trump, like many people think, but rather it was King David, and Jesus of Nazareth, whom also uh, was believed in by 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 the Muslims. Uh, called the land Israel in the Gospel of Matthew. The Roman Emperor uh, Hadrian, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Hadrian expelled the Jews from the region, erasing the name Judea at that time. Now, he supplanted it with the Roman Latin term Syria Palestina, which later evolved into the word Palestine. Similarly, the uh, the city of Shechem, I can't do the part, but Shechem was changed into Neapolis or Nablus, which means in Roman or Latin, new city or new place. The Jewish people are not foreign colonialists in the land of Israel, but rather they are in the indigenous people. And the people in the land of Palestine need to accept that and understand that so that they can coexist and expel, expel the extremists from among them. Because, you know, right now they're blaming Israel for the devastation that the IDF is, uh, you know, doing, laying waste to places where 
uh, Hamas is and, and any stronghold they believe Hamas has, which is exactly what they should be doing. But instead of the Palestinians getting mad at the IDF and the, and the Israelis and the Jews for what they're doing, get mad at Hamas for swatting the beehive, right? For, for, for batting the beehive and causing this attack. These are the people causing the, uh, causing the upheavals in the region. And this is the reason why people are dying. Do you really think, well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to play a clip from Dershowitz. Um, and uh, I, I want you to listen to him. I want you to listen to him close. He's talking to Glenn Beck and they're discussing uh, Harvard and Yale students and what they're protesting, what they're saying and what they believe. And it's just, it's just really, these are the future leaders and he, you'll hear it in his words, but folks, these are, the uh, Ivy League schools that are training the future presidents and senators and congressmen of our country. And I'll get into a little bit further about what I think that actually means for us as a nation and what we have to do. Because what we have to do is not going to be easy. There is a there is a clash coming. Make no bones about it. There's an ideological clash that is absolutely coming. We're fighting for the heart of this nation. And anyone thinking that the revolution is in the future, well, you missed the boat. It's here right now. We're fighting it. We're doing it right now. That's what this is. We're fighting it right now. So if you think that you are waiting for a future time in which this war is going to occur, then what you're waiting for is a war where people are fighting in the streets. Now, I'm not saying that some clash civilly won't happen at some point or another. But what I'm telling you is, for one, the revolution will not be televised in the way that you think it should, which is why the left controls the media. Because if they control the narrative, what they can make you do is uh, attack the hero as if the hero is the enemy because they've made you think the hero is actually the enemy. So you'll cheer while he's getting beaten in the street, when all that person was trying to do was free you and fight for your freedom. But people are being brainwashed. We're being brainwashed by the left-wing media. We're being brainwashed by uh, these radical and extremist professors in these colleges like Harvard and Yale. And these are the type of things that we're allowing in our streets and we should not even allow them. The right to protest in their First Amendment right is fundamental. It is a cornerstone of our democracy. However, when did supporting terrorists and cheering for people who would decapitate babies and rape women indiscriminately, kill old people and civilians, when, when did this become okay? When did this become okay to cheer for? As if, the, well, they caused it. Really? Would you also blame the the female who was raped because she wore scantle, scantly uh, clothing? Or, or how about the guy who buys a house in that block and, and, and his house gets robbed because he has nice stuff? Well, he shouldn't have left the boxes for his nice TV and the things in his house out or he wouldn't have got robbed. Really? Do you think it's his fault that he got robbed? Or how about the guy who walks down the street in the wrong neighborhood? We shouldn't have been in that neighborhood. 
So it's his fault he got robbed. This is the same mentality. The same mentality. These are the deluded thoughts of the left. But if if they are, if they feel as if they're ostracized or disenfranchised or, or, or they, they are marginalized in any way, shape, or form, true or not, oh, wow, you know, we, we, don't, we don't get to hear the end of it on the news. I'm going to play this clip for you. Uh, and we talked about all the threats that uh, Israel was facing, but nobody, nobody could have imagined this, raping, raping Jewish women, killing Jewish babies, and Harvard Law students are supporting it. Harvard Law students are supporting it. A group of about 30 Harvard Jewish, uh, Harvard organizations uh, has supported Hamas and said this is all the blame of Israel. Women being raped is the fault of of Israel. Uh, Barack Obama hasn't said an effing word about this. Um, uh, you can imagine if, if this were directed against any other minority. No. The president of Harvard hasn't said a word uh, about this. The president of Yale, uh, there's a demonstration today of Yale students. Um, City University of New York Law School uh, students uh, put all the blame for this on Israel. These are our future leaders these are the people today who are being educated to become the heads of our legislative, executive, and judicial branch. Crazy. Absolutely nuts, folks. I'm at a loss for words, and that's a lot to say for me. Um, you know, I, I am uh, I am genuinely now. I think more so than at any point in time, I realize there is no clear path to peace in the United States of America if we want to if we want the soul of our country to remain as it always was. The threat of communism socialism and just radical Islam in general is real. It's very real. And the leaders right now, the leaders that we have in place, whether it be the president of Harvard or Yale or, or even, even this guy right here, Tim Hernandez, um, in Colorado, that and I think it's despicable what they're protesting for, and what you are protesting for, and the fact that you can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about it? Do you condemn it? I already said. Why can't you say yes? Because I already gave you my answer. You didn't give an answer, and every I think anybody who would watch this would understand what your actual position is. Three people that are gonna here. watch your bullshit video, mm-hmm. and I think it's despicable. There. There's a guy, there's a guy who is an elected official, Tim Hernandez, human trash, folks. I said it, human trash. He would not condemn the raping and murdering of innocent civilians. The murdering of infants, babies, babies being decapitated. I'm not making that up. These people are animals. They're savages. They deal in pain. And as such, the only thing that can cure it is their demise. They have to be dealt with. 
100%. They cannot be bargained with. They cannot be compromised with. There is no peace that can ever exist. When a person, any human, can look in the eyes of an innocent child and see them as an insect, it's not even a living thing, and can take that child's life indiscriminately and laugh about it. Laugh about it. Like these guys. Celebrating the beheading of babies as he holds the video up to the cameras and says, that's your boy. This is the United States. Have you noticed the ever-alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and micro microwave radiation, from Faraday bags, earthing bed sheets, Wi-Fi router covers, hats, scarves, bed... When I grew up here, the people here wouldn't have stood for that. There would have been people in the streets. There would have been heads rolling. There would have been riots. There would have been all kinds of things. We had standards. We have educated the standards out of our country. This is largely due to the type of educating that these kids get when they go to university. University is the breeding ground for extremists and fanatics. That's why you have people like William Ayers who teach at university. A guy who headed up the Weatherman Underground, killed police officers, bombed the Pentagon. And we allow him to teach kids we allow him to teach the next generation of leaders. This was the guy who befriended Obama. Oh, now it's just one guy. That's one, just one extremist on the left that, that uh, befriended Obama, right? No, no, folks, not the only one. Franklin Marshall Davis was another one who wrote The American Communist, who made no apologies about how he felt about America and about how he thought America was a colonial a colonialist country and what he thought should have been done as a result of America being a colonialist country. Obama does not like this country. Obama did not run because he loves America. Obama ran because he hated America and he wanted to fundamentally change the country and that's why the country is as divisive as it is right now was largely due to his policies and his eradication of the fairness doctrine, which allowed media companies to in turn become as divisive as they are. The left wing media is no more the media. It's no more the free press. It is the propaganda arm of the democratic party, which is no longer the democratic party. They are the socialist Democrat party. They are right now engaged in, 100% engaged in, an internal overthrow of the fundamentals of our Constitution while they sit in office. 
right and wrong, folks, it was basic. We treated each other with respect and dignity, treated each other like humans. We would never stand by as groups of people called for the eradication of a race of people. We would never stand by as we said it was the fault of those being raped that they are being raped. It was the fault of those being murdered, even innocent babies, that they are being murdered. It was their fault. Everyone who remains quiet right now, everyone who tries to remain neutral right now, you are the enemy. You are the problem. You are the cause. Your silence is the cause. There is no neutrality left. There is no room for neutrality in this, in this issue and in this conflict. We're fighting for the future of our country and the future of our world. What will become the new norm? Is the bar lowered to the point where we can condone murder? Where we can condone, uh, uh, you know, the, the infanticide and rape? That we condone terrorists? Because that's what these people that support Hamas are. They are terrorists. That is not a figure of speech. That is a literal term. They are Nazis. So for all those same people out there who want to invoke the name of Hitler as being such a bad guy, these are the same people who kiss Hamas's ass and who kiss the ass of the Chinese government as well, who are both equally, equally as evil as Hitler. If we don't do something and fast, the United States will be just exactly what that spokesman from Iran said. That's how they see us. We're weak. As long as this guy's in charge, we are weak. Because he doesn't take a stand against these people. Why? Because they have his number. They have the evidence. They have the proof. He probably wants to go and retire somewhere in Myrtle Beach with his millions of dollars that he grifted from foreign countries. But they won't let him because they control him. So they're telling him, run again. Run again because we, we still need you there. He's so damn old. I guarantee you he just wants to go find a rocking chair and eat some oatmeal. He doesn't want to be dragged out in front of these TV cameras and campaigning and all the other things that he's doing. No, he's controlled. You say, how do I know he's controlled? Why can I make such a statement? Because of every statement he's ever made throughout his whole political career. All of them. Not even, some of them not even that long ago. That he has completely made a 180 degree turn on all of a sudden. Why? Because he's being controlled. Why do you think his family has received $30 million? Do you not think the people that paid him that $30 million... You don't think they know what they paid it to him for? And the CCP could throw him under the bus as soon as they want to, at any point in time. All of those people that he did business with, Henry Zhao, the CFC, and many others, many others, taking his son over in Air Force Two to conduct said business, sitting in an office building with members, of the CCP with we know because 
the keys were requested over a message that was released to the public. You heard Hunter Biden calling the property management company and requesting keys for a member of the C, uh, the, the company CEFC, his uncle Jim, as well as his father. So, you know, the idea that Joe didn't know anything that was going on, we already know this is a falsehood. I mean, an extreme falsehood too. This is this is how easily they lie. It, it's they they don't. First of all, they don't respect the people that they represent enough to give a damn if you know they're lying or not. They don't care, which is the main reason why he continues to lie over and over and over again. He does not think that it matters that you know he lies, and as long as the media supports him. As long as the people in the country support him, then he's going to continue to do exactly what he's doing. Because why? They're all compromised. I, for one, would love to know the root, the root of that compromisation. Who is at the root of that? Can we follow that back to its source and who's at its source? Because why do they actually believe this? There are so many things that we know that they believe that are absolutely false and absolutely backwards, upside down, and inside out, all at the same time. But they say them like they're true. So everybody thought that Trump was a conspiracy theorist uh, or, or a radical because he continually used the term fake news. But he wasn't using it as a figurative term. He was being literal because that's what they are. They are fake news fake news and when you have uh, 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 state reps that won't condemn the murder and the infanticide happening by a terrorist organization and yet laughs at the guy who simply asked him to condemn it what the hell are we doing folks why are we sitting on our hands why aren't the people in the FBI and so forth looking at these people through the lens of terrorist sympathizers. Why? Have we lost already and we don't know it? Do we have no good people in government anywhere? Anywhere? Where are the people in our CIA? Do we have any good people left in the CIA and the FBI and the Secret Service? Homeland Security? Do we have any real Americans left? The ones with the original values, not these new ones, or lack thereof of these new ones. This is what happens when you open the floodgates of illegal immigration that is left unchecked. The culture of your country goes down the tubes when you allow radicals to indoctrinate children at the university level and high school as well as the elementary school level. We've worked with uh, 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 Nat Hong from the Epic Times in exposing the funding coming from the CCP to schools all the way down to the grade school level. And the teachers union refused, absolutely unequivocally refused to address the situation. But we know because the school board, uh, 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 the school superintendent did address it, did address it. And, and he got rid of and fired all of them. One patriot, one real patriot that wanted to stand up against the corruption. Where are all the other ones? Where are you at? We're watching evil right in front of our eyes and no one's doing a damn thing about it. 
But if you and me started doing something about it, they would be up in arms. You would see it would be on every news station. Right-wing radicals do this to them. You would see that. They'll address that. They'll address their bullshit statements about a supposed uh, 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 sedition uh, or insurrection on J6. The quietest insurrection ever. An insurrection of, of <laughs> well, see, an, irris- an insurrection of irresponsibility on the part of Nancy Pelosi, who was warned ahead of time that there were going to be some uh, uh, bad actors there on that day. The police, you see videos of them saying, we were set up. Ray Epps over and over and over again telling people to go into the Capitol. But yet, he was indicted on a misdemeanor. We got him on video several times. What appears to be him giving orders to people who then go about tearing down barricades and chanting to people that we need to go inside the Capitol. His statements. You see the picture I'm painting for you, right? They don't go after the evil actors. They only go after the people that belong to a specific political ideology while overlooking their mostful peaceful, mostly peaceful protesters on the side of BLM and Antifa terrorists. It's like, where are all of the courageous, patriotic Americans at? Where? I know the left-wing media, even what appear to be the right-wing media, that just posture like they're conservative. And don't forget our new brand of conservatives who are actually Democrats. They're not conservatives. If you don't believe me, go on a Facebook group page called Compassionate Conservatives. And take a look at all the conservatives with their little ring around their profile pictures saying, I got vaccinated. And calling the mag, calling the, the people who support the Make America Great Again movement extremists. And not supporting Jim Jordan for speaker. For all the wrong reasons. Starting rumors. Trying to defame the character of people based off of rumors. These are the playground of propaganda artists. This is what they're doing. This is how they're doing it. This is where they're doing it. Believe me, our country did not get to the state that it's in by accident. If you don't think this is a well-planned out and uh, well-coordinated long-term plan, you're, you're absolutely out of your mind or you're brainwashed yourself. <laughs> we have enough proof. So we, we talk about it all the time. What, what, what third world country, you know, what, what are the trademarks of a third world country and a dictator, uh, a dictatorship, an authoritarian dictatorship at that? You put your political opponents in prison, check. 
You censor everyone and silence everyone in society that doesn't go along with your official narrative. Check. You control the media so that they only put out the stories in the, in the form that you want. Check. You control the law enforcement and, and go after people and create fake warrants, not fake warrants, real warrants based on false information that you created in order to attack your political opponents. Check. These are all things happening right now, right here. Those are not conspiracy theories. They actually happened. Chuck Grassley, James Comer, Jim Jordan, and others gave a subpoena to uh, Christopher Ray and told him, turn over the FD-1023 form. He did not obey the subpoena. These are his bosses, folks. These were the oversight committee. The FBI doesn't have the ability to say no. Do you realize that? We're setting new precedents here. We're setting completely new precedents where the law enforcement agencies no longer answer to the lawmakers. Do the math, people. Do the math. This all adds up to a totalitarian dictatorship takeover from within the within the government of the United States of America. That is not a far reach. I know it sounds crazy. I know what the left would try to say about that because it's their plan. Why would they say, yep, he's right? Why would they admit to it? They lie for a living. They're sociopaths over there. They know things are wrong, and they, yet they still, they still... Uh, push them into the the public arena. They they push them through the news. They push them through uh, media in, of all kinds of music, movies, wherever. And then those brain dead bunch uh, turn around and do it as well. Because if they don't, do you think they're going to get their next acting job? Hollywood's run by communists. Which is my next dilemma about this war in Israel. If they say Hollywood is run by the Jews, right? Okay, let's. I don't know too much about that part of it but let's just for the sake of saying let, let's say hypothetically it is right there are quite a bit of uh, uh jewish businessmen that are in hollywood how they got there or why they're there or what they're doing there i don't know i can't speak to that i don't get into that part of it um but let's just say that it, it, we, we can all agree that in hollywood you have uh quite a bit of jewish population that are in that arena of the entertainment business so many of them are, are liberal Democrats. Let me ask, how in the hell can you support a party that won't support the nation of Israel? Why would you support a party that supports, that, that goes out and, and, and doesn't condemn or they allow people to march in the streets waving terrorist flags? Why would you support that? Why would you stand by that? How can you support the party who does that? I know Obama came out. I know Biden came out and said, oh, it's horrible. It's wrong. These are atrocities. Well, they have to say that, people. They have to say that. Their actions say something different. Their actions all the way up until this point say something different. Even AOC, Rashid Tlaib, and Ilhan Omar had things to say that like we need peace and all 
But what were their previous comments all leading up to this? What, what, what did they say leading up to this? They're anti-Semitic. They're anti-Semitic at their core, to the core. Biden has already proven that with the way he's treated Benjamin Netanyahu since he's been in office. Obama already did by the way he treated him when he's in office. Rashida Tlaib, AOC, and Ilhan Omar are no different. These are the people on the left. They do not believe in a Jewish government, a Jewish ran state in Zionism as they call it, right? You're supporting the party who wants Iran to come to the table with a nuclear deal. You're supporting the party who gave funding back to Palestine, which allowed this to happen. How do you sleep at night? How do you look yourself in the mirror, know what you support, know what you vote for, and know that you're a traitor to your people? How do you do it? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Upon threats of death, let me assure you, I could never turn on my country. I could never turn on the values of the United States, of our Bill of Rights, and of our Constitution. I couldn't do it. And believe me, I've been in situations where it was life or death on more than 10 occasions. I didn't lead the most sheltered of lives. So I can say that unequivocally. Yes, absolutely. I would give my life for my country. I would give my life to save the life and the soul of my country. And I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone. The problem is the gatekeepers the gatekeepers to the media, the gatekeepers to social media keep us completely segmented. So we don't find each other. They keep our voices low. And if we ever try to organize and it starts to catch on, get ready for the demonization coming from the media. Here it comes because they can't allow the conservative movement of patriots to take hold. Look what they did to uh, Enrique, I forget his last name, from uh, Proud Boys. He wasn't even in D.C. 22 years. 22 years in prison. But Ray Epps, a misdemeanor. Indicted on a misdemeanor. And he was encouraging this. It's right in front of your face, people. Wake up. The clash is coming. But we can stop it if we wake enough people up. Sometimes people have to be shaken awake, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to know that I believe, unfortunately, that something bad has to happen before people snap out of it before people realize. But then the problem with that is, is even when that something bad happens, if it happens, that the people who control the narrative will spin it. So you really don't know the source of said bad thing or whatever it may be that may happen. 
But when you got thousands of people, and you they have incurred, they have encountered thousands of people uh, at the border, all came here from the Middle East. Thousands of people. Homeland Security had to admit to over two thousand that they knew they couldn't track that were inside the country. How in the hell do these people sleep at night knowing what they're doing to their own people in the name of securing power everlasting? Because that's what happens, folks. If they're in office when a changing of the uh, of the uh, tide takes place, meaning going from a capitalist to a socialist society, what happens is the people that hold public office become like oligarchs. Power, folks, power. It's, it's more than money. It's bigger than money. It's power. That's what they're after. But here's the thing about socialism and communism. Supporters of socialism and communism are seditionists. You cannot have a socialistic, communistic-style government in the United States without first overthrowing the United States ripping up our Constitution and throwing our Bill of Rights in the trash. You can't do it. It is counterintuitive to everything the United States stands for and was built on. Everything. The United States was built on individualism. The group mentality or group think thing, that's, that's not what we stood for. Not what we stand for. It's crazy to me that uh, people would not see the level of insanity, the level of absolute insanity by those on the left that would allow this to happen and still find themselves unable to condemn the act and behavior of Hamas or Iran. Or Iran, as you saw, thinking that we're so weak that there's nothing we could do even if we wanted to. So they're so being so bold as to make these threats. If this is what they really think, or this is their perception of the United States, this tells you things are getting ready to happen more so than what you think. You think this is a little skirmish in the Middle East. It has the ability to roll itself into something much bigger. What if China seizes the opportunity right now to go into Taiwan and Russia is it at, at goes completely full force and at Ukraine at this point. I mean, look at all the players that are involved in it. And if it, if it all comes together and the, all these conflicts happen at one time, be prepared people. I'm not a doomsday prepper type or anything like that, but I'm going to tell you. And I mean, if I mean this, if you don't have, supplies in your house if you don't have things that you absolutely i mean get the essentials folks stock up because even if the war doesn't come to our shores and it doesn't hurt us or hit us like it does other folks you think your supply chain is not going to be worse off than it was during covid you're wrong you're wrong if a snowstorm or blizzard on the east coast causes the eggs and the milk and the bread to disappear off the shelves in hours, imagine what a global conflict would cause. Look at this. 
animals, folks. David, it's hard to even explain exactly just the mass casualties that happened right here. In fact, the Israeli military says they still don't have a clear number, but I'm talking to some of the soldiers, and they say what they've witnessed as they've been walking through these different houses, these different communities, uh, babies, their heads cut off. That's what they said. Gunned down, families completely gunned down in their beds. You can see some of these soldiers right now comforting each other. Many of them reserves uh, who jumped into action, leaving their own families behind as well, not knowing the sheer horror that they were about to come to. They say they've never experienced anything like this. This is nothing that anyone could have even imagined when you're walking through here. David, it's hard. So, believe it or not, people, there are some who hear this and they celebrate. They celebrate. They're okay with it. They encourage it. I encountered people online uh, in social media already making uh, comments. Uh, one guy, uh, I, I don't even want to give him the uh, satisfaction of saying his name. Um, but this person essentially said, well, why don't you just go over and fight for Israel? To be honest, it crossed my mind. <laughs> to be honest, it, it absolutely crossed my mind. But my reply was something just as simple. As soon as you can tell me what a woman is, I'll enlist. These people are sick. The ideology that they support isn't because they, they see a road to peace on the other side of it. They don't. They want to tear down, cause chaos, destroy. That's, that's their goal. And it's not because they want to make something better out of the ashes. It's because they're indoctrinated by this current administration and the puppet masters that pull the strings of this current administration. But what they don't realize is they're advocating for their own enslavement. Because if they think on the other side of this, they're going to celebrate in those leaders that they admire right now and that way of life that they think that they want, if they think it's going to serve them well, and get used to shackles. Get used to standing in bread lines. You guys don't remember. You're too young. A lot of a lot of these people, they, they didn't see, you know, uh, the Red Scare. And they weren't around in the 80s. They didn't see the footage of all the people standing in long lines waiting to get bread and supplies and the absolute death and despair and poverty that just overwhelmed that it, it, it was, I mean, we were, we used to get under our desks at school. Uh, they would have these air raid siren drills. And I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. And it, it's, it's amazing to me that uh, we've allowed our country to go this far down the tubes to the point where we have learned people with very high degrees in academia and so forth that, are telling the children and teaching the kids and young adults in such a way as they turn on the very country that gave them the opportunity to go to college to begin with. I don't understand what drives, I don't understand what the goal is. The goal isn't freedom. The goal isn't peace. The goal isn't happiness. The goal isn't prosperity. The goal is to overthrow, undermine, cause chaos and destroy any hope 
of a free thinking, free society of people who practice tolerance. They don't like it. They want us to worship the government. So they've indoctrinated and brainwashed enough people that believe they're pushing for something that is going to serve them that's actually going to enslave them. That's what it is. So um, I want to play one more clip for you before we get out of here. And um, this is this is what I was talking about earlier where we're we're this is a clip from Fox News and they're talking about Israel's inability to go into Gaza because of the Geneva Convention and it would violate said treaty if they went inside the Gaza Strip. I'm going to play the clip for you and I want you to see it in its fullness and then we'll we'll talk after. Take a look. Soldiers and civilians dead. I'm here with Major Doron Spielman who has taken us to a location that no one has oh, been. I apologize. UN says that Israel would be breaking. That is the wrong clip. So let me see here. The international humanitarian law by laying a total siege on Gaza would be in contravention. Oh, well, the clip didn't come over the way that I intended it to come over. I do apologize. Uh, it's got too much feedback on it. But that's essentially what, what not essentially, that's exactly what it is. So what they were talking to was the fact that Israel can go into Gaza and they can go after Hamas, who use innocent people as human shields all the time. I know it's hard for some of the people who are extremely angry at the Palestinians for what they allow in their country. But keep in mind, folks, there are innocent civilians on the other side of this issue. And they are caught in the middle, some of them. And these people are so evil, they don't care. They don't care who, who gets, I mean, obviously they're cutting the head off of babies. But those countries, like I stated before, anyone who would get in the way of Israel going into that area to clean house and get these terrorists are supporting terrorism. And if, and if they are supporting terrorism, then why the hell do we care what they think? At some point or another, we need to work through, to work for an absolute and everlasting peace can't do that when you have governments propping up terrorist organizations Iran's got to pay for what they did sanctions are not enough if we don't stop them that bold talk that you just heard a little bit ago it's going to get bolder and when they see these things happening in Israel they get encouraged they get liberated. They can't wait to join the fight. We have to do something and stand up. Because if not, the eventual war, that, I mean, this the, the one that's already here, all those college students you see striking and, and going on protest and, and anti-Israeli protest or anti-Semitic protest is what they really are. Terrorist protests. That tells you that at some point or another, our society, our true Americans that have American values and American ethics are going to have to stand up against these people. If we allow the population of people who think that it's okay to be anti-Semitic and to support murdering terrorists to grow and to become instilled in our society along with these terrorist 
uh, sympathizers teaching in our colleges. What do you think the future of our, of our country looks like? The question is, how do we get out of it? How do we undo the damage that's being done? How do we fix the outlook of our country? How do we save the soul of America? How do you do it? That's the, one of the hardest questions that we have to answer right now. Because the fight is right now, folks. It's right now. And if you do nothing, you're a part of the problem. Everyone that believes exactly what I've said in this episode right here. You're charged with getting involved. It has to be intentional. It has to be intentional. Well, folks, I uh, I hope that I've enlightened you in somewhat today, in some way today, rather. I hope you understand a little better about the conflict in that region and understand why it's happening and understand why these people <clears throat> are 100% wrong. And I hope I've encouraged people to join the fight. And join, and join the fight and stay in the fight until the fight is won. Come check us out, folks, at thepatriotsprayer.com. Um, click the Listen tab there, and you can catch all of our episodes. I promise you, upon pain of death, nobody will ever control my tongue. I will remain unfiltered until I can't do this anymore. I need your support, and many other people like me need your support because we're willing to bring you the news. We are willing to be the conduit through which you guys get together, organize, and find each other. Check us out on Facebook, on X, formerly known as Twitter, True Social, all at the Patriots Prayer, at the Patriots Pray on X, and uh, Facebook.com forward slash the Patriots Prayer. And also at the patriotsprayer.podbean.com as well. <clears throat> and um, we really do appreciate you guys taking the time to come hang out with us when we do these podcasts. And we I've seen uh, Jerry, myself, uh, even a shout out to uh, Carl and Aaron, who we absolutely love, uh, who have all been a part of this show. And we thank them for it very, very much. Uh, we have seen over the last two years the uh, the 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 people, the patriots, show their love uh, to the show, and we can't thank you enough. There's so much more we want to do. I wanted to <clears throat> travel to Miami most recently <clears throat> for a um, for a conference or the the uh, the reawaken tour, which is taking place on October 13th in uh, in Florida. These things take preparation and resources that I need your help with. I need the patriots out there who want to support the cause. If you want to get in the fight, <clears throat> and if you don't have the time, but you have the money, get in the fight. If you can give, please do. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, and I promise you, everything that you do, that you do give will go to the cause. It will go to spread the word. Go to bring your bring you the truth. 
So the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. My people of this country and we're under attack. They banning us, they cancel us for speaking the facts. If you man enough, come stand.